of the Time for Your Mind podcast. I'm Courtney Colnane, and this episode is for anybody who finds themselves thinking a lot about certain relationships in their life and how to improve on them or how to talk to people in a certain way to get them to change. We are going to fix that right here, right now. Um, And there's a few themes here that have come up in my therapy sessions recently that I thought would be really great to talk about on the podcast. And the first one is to stop what I call falling in love with someone's potential. So this comes up a lot because people... I see it most of the time in romantic relationships, but it can also transition to friendships or work relationships or anything like that. It actually came up today talking to a client about one of her bridesmaids where um, this girl was a really, really long-term friend of hers. And she has known her since high school and just considered her a best friend. And then she found out yesterday that two weeks before her wedding, she was dropping out as a bridesmaid. She couldn't make the trip. And obviously my client, the bride, was devastated, devastated, and proceeds to tell me how, you know, this person has done nothing this bad, but let her down quite a lot of times throughout her life. Um, You know, she doesn't disclose things to my client that she tells other people in her life. And that makes my client feel like she's not as important to her. Or, um, you know, she has really high expectations of how my client should treat her, but doesn't follow through on those things as well. So whenever I hear something like this, I always love to ask people, you know, what do you like about this person? What makes them one of your best friends? And she was like, well, I know she can be really caring. I know there are times when we have a lot of fun and I know she wants to be this type of person, the person that follows through. Um, And and this is a perfect non-romantic example of how I kind of pointed out that she's not looking at this friend for exactly who she is. She's thinking of her in a different light. The reality is, according to the behaviors my client told me about this girl, she's not, in my opinion, a good friend. She does not possess the qualities of a good friend. She does not share. She does not follow through. She does not honor her commitments. Um, She ghosts a lot of the time. Um, This is, I feel like, a perfect example of my client looking at either what this person was in high school or the little glimmers of time she's seen her be a good friend, but is, is making her seem that way. And in her mind, in her mind, this girl is in the best friend category. And I think that means something. Um, And I think that means we expect them to act like a best friend should. You can't see me, but I'm air quoting should. Instead of looking at who they are. There's so much stress in people's life 
in the disconnect between who people are and who they should be. You know, I talk about this all the time when it comes to adults talking about their parents or even teenagers talking about their parents. You know, a mom shouldn't do this. A dad should be X, Y, and Z. And that, um, you know, coming in every week, sitting down and telling me, you'll never guess what my dad did. You'll never guess what my mom did. You'll never guess what my sister did. You'll never guess what my husband or wife did. And this brings me to the second part of this, where I always say, I bet I can guess what they did because you've talked about them enough that I expect them to act the way they've always act acted. And so, you know, the other story I have for today was another client of mine who went on vacation with her parents and she really, really, really enjoyed herself. And I've been working with her for probably 10 years. And over the years, she's not enjoyed her time with her parents. And I was really impressed. And I, I'm like, well, I know they haven't changed. Um, they're very not into going to therapy or anything like that. So I was like, how were you able to have a good time? Because there were times you didn't even want to go to a Christmas party. And this was a proud moment. <laughs> it's not often you get to see people apply a lot of the things you've talked about in therapy. But she says, I think about what you said when it's like, don't be surprised when people act consistently. So instead of being shocked by all the crazy shit that her parents did, she was just expecting it. And she wasn't thinking about, well, they should treat me this way. Or two people who are married should be more respectful to each other. Or they should learn from their mistakes. She was looking at them for exactly how they have always shown up. And that helped her kind of manage her expectations for the company she would have this week. I mean, still sounds like it was a lot, especially when you're out of being around your family and then you're thrown back in. I mean, I always say, if you want to see your trauma, go spend a week with your family. <laughs> but I was really impressed and it really helped me think about how I could help other clients or other listeners of the podcast. Um, have better relationships with people. So, you know, another client I was talking to about her husband and her husband was not supportive about a home improvement project she wanted to do. And she kind of had that philosophy of like, I wish I had a husband who was supportive. I wish I, I wish he could just be excited and he could be on board. And the fact is that's never been him. So there's falling in love with the potential and then there's expecting somebody to be what you want them to be. And they both kind of are the same thing for me, where the solution is looking at people for who they are. And we're all composed of different aspects of good, bad, whatever. But I guess if you're really kind of trying to explore what aspects of a person you want to hold on to or understand about who they are, look at how they make you feel, you know? So in the case of my client redoing her basement, her husband often makes her feel unsupported when 
she seeks out his approval or support or whatever it may be. So I'd say for her, the safest thing she can do is accept that when it comes to that aspect of their relationship, he's not going to present as supportive. And I mean, there's a lot more there I could say, but I just think for our sake, this is how we help ourselves by focusing on what we can control instead of how other people are. And all these examples I told you, all these clients get really, really, really wrapped up in how other people are treating them, how other people should be, what they feel like they need from other people to be happy, when the reality is that happiness is our job. You know, if you are dating and you find yourself fighting a lot with the person you're with, or they let you down, they blow off dates, they there's a lot of barriers in communication. If they're not committing to working on those things, you've got to try to assess how they are, not what they can be. And I think if you're struggling with the working on it aspect, go ahead and listen to my other podcast. I'm blanking on which number it is, but it's about Oh yeah, so it's it's called the number one aspect you can look for in a partner. And it talks all about how important I think it is for um, people in a relationship to continuously wanna be working on it. But the reality is most of the people in our life that we struggle with are not working on themselves. And there's just no way to, we can communicate all we want. And if you haven't, I would hope that you would. But aside from communicating with somebody, you can only really look at who they are and what they're showing to you. And then take your happiness into your own hands. You know, my client on this trip said she spent a lot of time reading books and in a room alone and getting that little break was great because that's how she made sure she had as much fun as she possibly could on this trip. So I would recommend that. I would also explore if some of the people in your life you're frustrated with, you're holding them to the potential of what they could or should be instead of accepting them for what they are. And if you find yourself focused a lot on other people, that's almost always to me a sure sign that you're struggling with self-assurance because the more we struggle, the more the less self-assured we are, the more we look for other people to give that to us through approval or through um, I'm not saying that, you know, fighting or any of that stuff is necessarily good, but happier people tend to take their own responsibility for their own happiness. I don't know if I said that right, but so if this is something that really resonates with you, I would try to check out my self-assurance 101 course. It's a 60-minute self-talk course all on the skills that I teach my clients in the first three sessions. So you're surpassing three therapy sessions. You're not on a wait list. You're not paying that full price. And you're getting all the therapy skills right there quickly. So that website is starboardgrowth.mykajabi.com. And I'd also love if you could check me out on Instagram at Courtney Colnane. And let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And I'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Bye-bye.